Blog Talk Radio. My producer slam, my flow is like, bam, jump on stage, and then I did this. So nigga, everybody diss, cause you can't bust this. You got a bad name like dick butt kiss. Welcome to the next level of rhyme flowing, scratching, hooking up beats and hoe catching. Every time I come home, I got 50 messages. I only call back the girls with big, big breasts. Ooh, I got biddies in all the major cities. The safest way to have sex is right between us. Excuse me as I kiss the sky. Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Thanks a lot, Rob. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this March 6th episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com live from the Papa John Studios. Support for the show is also in part by Guinness Blonde American Lager, a crisp, light, flavorful beer brewed in the Guinness tradition with Mosaic and Willamette American hops. Guinness Blonde American Lager is now available where beer is sold both on tap and in bottles. Guinness wants to remind you to drink responsibly and celebrate this St. Patrick's Day with a Guinness Blonde American Lager. Greetings and salutations to all the Balkaholics and Gerzak and addicts in the chat room listening around the world. I'm your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host is the Dizzle Dave Gerzak. Tonight we'll talk about the new teams that Shady McCoy and Brandon Marshall will be playing for this season, as well as take a look back at how the tight ends finished in 2014. Plus, FFPC varsity runners-up Todd Range and Richard Moore drop by to talk about their 2014 season and take a look at their already forming player opinions for the upcoming year. Uh, Dave, at this time last week, I was plunging a toilet in a cabin in the icy, frozen Northwoods of Wisconsin. It feels great to be back behind the microphone doing the show with you tonight. Welcome back, Balky. I'm really happy that you were here. I I made it through. You, Corey, Corey was a trooper. Yeah, you guys did great. Corey Parson, of course, Sirius XM uh, producer sitting in for me last week. And uh, I really think that's where we have to go to replace me. A professional. Yeah, we have to go to the Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Channel, really, to find somebody who can, you know... I have pretty big shoes, but I think Corey did a pretty good job of filling 60% of them, I would say, <laughs> yeah, somewhere around he, there. He, hung in there. he was great. You were great. Great job uh, last week. So very, very cool. Did you catch any fish? Uh, no, we did. We actually didn't. How long? Seriously, no. I was not out on the ice very long. How long did you fish? 20, 30 minutes? I, it, you guys tell your wives and your girlfriends. Well, here's the thing. Hey, we're going ice fishing. Right, no. And what do you go to? Strip bars? No, bars no, 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 no. We don't do that. Oh, just, we just we, just do, we do, go, do go to bars, yeah. I, was, uh, I had a brandy old-fashioned at the Wabino Bowl. Which was which was great. Um, no, there's seven. Do you want to explain to the listeners what that is? A brandy old fashioned. Do people have those? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's more of a Wisconsin drink, but yeah, it's it's like bitters, and there's you can get with brandy or or uh, whiskey, and And every old person drinks them. Yeah, or they have a whiskey old fashioned. Yeah, and there's like you know sour mix or club soda, and it's it's very tasty. But there's seven of us. There's actually eight of us that go up every year, and three of us are really you know, big into ice big fishing. Alcoholics. No, oh, no, sorry. no, no. And we'll, we'll ice fish. I mean, the, all, the rest of us will ice fish for a while, but those three guys are out on the ice quite a bit. We hit up a casino while we were up there. We, we went to a, a few bars, stayed at this cabin with that. Unfortunately had no indoor plumbing as the, the, you alluded to the, the text photo I sent you of me plunging the toilet. There's a frozen pipe. So we had no running water all weekend. Did you guys just like pee outside? Yeah. In the snow. So what about like 
the other option? There was a the place we used to stay at. This is the first time we stayed at this cabin. The place we used to stay at was at the other side of the lake, and it was like a glorified trailer park, you know? Right. And it's just people who have their, these summer trailers up there, and some people obviously come up in winter. Well, there's a commode, like a, a, a an outhouse out there. So if everybody, if anybody ever had to do that, go number two, you would jump in the car, drive around the lake, <laughs> go to this. Doesn't it get frozen over? Yeah, it's bad. I mean, it's not pleasant. I bet it doesn't smell bad though, because it's cold. Yeah, and and there was baby wipes in there too, so it was all good. <laughs> TMI, bulky. Shout out to the chat room right now. We have uh, Mint, Redneck, Sports Betting Man, Brothers Mayhem, all hanging out. Uh, if you guys have any questions, feel free to post those uh, right in the chat room tonight. You can also connect with us on Twitter at HSFF Hour, at Eric Balkman, at David Gerzak, Facebook.com slash the High Stakes Fantasy Football you, Hour. Wait, I'm interrupting. Do you yeah. like how I skipped over all this crap last week? Yeah, you always rip on the way I do the show. No, sorry. It's just that you're wasting like two minutes. I'm not. FedEx inbox is high stakes fantasy football <laughs> at gmail.com. And if you want to give us a call, which apparently Dave doesn't want you to call because he didn't like me giving I the did, phone I number. I dared out. them all to call last week and no one called. 347-426-3682. 347-GAME-OVER. If you have any questions for me, for Dave, for Todd, for Richard, all coming up tonight. Our producer, mutual friend, Rob, audio engineer, Bryce, or get those questions to us. We have a lot to talk about at the top of the show. Lots of news. The, uh, the FFPC right now, if you guys want to draft, you know we're, we're in redraft mode already. We're also in dynasty mode right now. It's a wonderful time of year. Uh, there's dynasty teams available uh, I'm at myffpc.com. And if you want to sign up for a draft experts league that are starting all the time, as soon as they fill at the $77, $150, and $250 level, check that out at myffpc.com. I want to thank, uh, I think it was football guys this week. Rob? What? Football guys. No, I'm saying Rob. Football guys no, did the rundown. Oh, right. they, so we're, we're gonna we're Screw gonna talk about guys. that. When do you want you just Dodd, got Dodds and Bryant? They're jerks. They're I love them. <laughs> you you dislike them. I, they're, they're very I, nice. Yes, obviously. Joe is. <laughs> um, do we do we uh, want to talk about your dynasty trade that you literally got just yeah, at the? Right. Do, well, we don't have to talk about it now. Do we want to tease it for later? Yeah, I have a dynasty offer that just came into my inbox in the Carrington League, so I need I need the I need help. Well, maybe we should do it now so you can accept the trade live right. on the show. So, Dave, so the, this is obviously in the Blake Carrington Dynasty League. Just as we went on air, uh, Dave got a, a Dynasty trade offer here and from Swanson, from our good buddy Swanson. He's our FedEx ground driver. Right. And he offered you – well, okay, John McCoy in this deal. Yes. That's it. Right. Okay. He's given me – he would offer Kaepernick the 109 and his 2016 first. He's in semi-rebuild mode. My running backs include – my main – my best running back is Le'Veon Bell. I also own McKinnon. Kristen Michael, who's Isaiah Crowell. I also have the 103 pick, so I could draft a running back. Um, Asiata, who means nothing. Um, but I, my receivers are really pretty stacked. I have Devontae Adams, Dez, Cooks, Hilton, Hopkins, Jeffrey, Allen Robinson, and Watkins. So I could trade probably one or two of those guys for running back if I wanted to. Right. I'm just feeling like selling McCoy, you know, that's a that's a pretty good haul. Plus, my only quarterback is Nick Foles, not that Kaepernick is so great. Right. And I could probably He's not. I could grab a <laughs> I could probably grab a crappy guy off waivers if I need to. So like that's a, the offer. Yeah, you were just saying Joe Flacco is on waivers in this league. So that's the type of quarterback yeah, that you could get. Yeah, someone like that. So chat room, chime in if you can. Once again, to recap, Dave would be giving up LaShawn McCoy. He gets the 109 in this year's rookie draft. This guy's uh, and, first first round pick next year which, and which, Colin I mean, Kaepernick, which yeah. could be a pretty good pick it's next year. It's probably not going to be a top four. I mean, probably not going to be a nine through 12. It's probably more likely to be one through eight in my estimation. Sports betting man chiming in. Two firsts and change, I might do it. I'm thinking about it. I mean, Shady's got a lot of career carries, so it's like I'm selling an asset. Not as many as you think, though. 
he he's got 1746 carries in in his career right. and running backs typically at the 2000 mark don't break down it's the 3000 mark that you have to worry oh, about interesting. yeah and also another thing that i was reading i i, I think this was on draft sharks or maybe it's roto world i can't remember but the um research that's been done into running backs breaking down workload not as good of a predictor of fall off as just pure age. age right? Yeah, yeah, I read that too. Yeah. So I don't know. St stuff to think about. We can chime in and talk about that throughout the show. I'll make a decision by the end of the show. How's really? That? You're yeah. going to do that? Yeah. I hope the trade offer doesn't get withdrawn. That would be totally anticlimactic. Pres don't pressure me. Seattle Seahawks running back Marshawn Lynch has decided to continue his playing career. He has reached an agreement on a new deal with the Seahawks, according to his source. Terms of the new contract were not disclosed at the time this rundown was prepared, but I believe it is $12 million guaranteed, and it is a two-year deal, Dave. So big news. If you uh, own Kristen Michael or Robert Turbin, uh, you got to keep waiting. And if you own Marshawn Lynch, you are popping the bottle tonight. Very excited that he comes back for another year. He looked great last season. There's no reason he shouldn't be a first-round pick this year. I expect good numbers again for him in 2015. You know, I have to agree with you, actually. I mean, uh, it's a run-based offense. He's going to get the carries. You know, and I, let me just say this. Um, the whole pendulum had swung to running backs. The age of the running back is over. Running backs are worthless. Yeah. Apparently, they're not. Yeah. Because Marshawn's getting paid like crazy. They value him. This year for running backs in dynasty drafts is going to be a huge year. This is a banner year for running backs. I really think that's the case. And actually, the receivers, there's some good receivers. I think this draft goes a good 12 to 13 players deep of impact players. Yeah. Which now the one thing I would advise in dynasty, not that this is part of the topic, but a tight end, tight end and quarterback, I would just do not draft tight end and quarterback until you've expired through like the top 15 to 18. Yeah, that makes sense. Running backs I'm totally on board with that. Yeah. Max Williams is not athletic enough to be a big impact guy, in my opinion. Well, definitely not year one, but year two, I think he could be. I, I don't. I you don't like Max Williams, huh? I don't like his. I mean, I don't think he's athletic enough to be a. He could be. He could be a decent player. I just okay. Don't, I don't see him being. He's definitely not going to be a Graham Gronk. I don't even know if he's going to be Kyle Rudolph or even you know a potential Kelsey type level. I don't think that's okay. So you're not that high in Max Williams. We'll yeah. we'll see where he lands. I think more like Min Williams. Good one. <laughs> My jokes are so lame. Yeah, I don't know why I'm still here. <laughs> the Chicago Bears have agreed to trade wide receiver Brandon Marshall to the New York Jets pending a physical. This is according to a league source. The Jets likely to cut Percy Harvin. Obviously, Brandon Marshall paired uh, gets paired with Eric Decker and the Jets. We don't know what the compensation is going to be officially. The, the last thing I saw on Twitter was that it was a fifth-round pick. I don't know if that's accurate or not. Um Chan Gailey obviously is the offensive coordinator in New York, and now he gets Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, Jason Morrow, uh, all weapons that uh, Geno Smith will be throwing to next year. What do you think for Marshall? Geno, baby. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what do you think for Marshall next year? Is he a third-round pick in the FFPC, or is that too high? I think it's a tad high given Geno's – you know, that Geno hasn't really done a whole lot. Um, I still I, I like Marshall. I mean, I think he's decent. He was really battling injuries last year, and that was. I, to, do you think this whole trade was really a cap related thing that Chicago just felt they had to move on? Yeah, I mean, the, the, it's so yeah. funny that. Go ahead. I'll, well, I'll just. I, I mean, the that. thing the thing is with that is you have a new GM, you have a new offensive coordinator, new head coach. The defense was old, and they were not in the greatest cap situation. I think that you know, just getting the fresh start, getting something for Marshall while you can. You get Marcus Wilson in there now. Uh, if if he's the number two guy to get some more snaps, get some more reps, Alshon Jeffrey becomes the number one. So I, I, I that's just the way I look at it. I, I just feel like 
by the time these guys think the Bears were good again, good enough to compete to win a Super Bowl, Brandon Marshall would not be a part of that team. That's I, I totally do agree with that, actually. So um, what was I going to say? I was just going to say that um, what, if it was a salary dump. Yeah, I mean, if that if that's the thing, they were just trying to get rid of salary. I mean, I, I guess I don't. It, it bothers me a little bit. I feel bad for a guy like Brandon Marshall. He signs, you know, signs his contract. It's a business. I know, but it's like you, they're the ones who made this deal, and then they trade him just because. Oh, we signed you for way too much money. Technically, well, they didn't though. Yeah, well, someone who did that? Not, the the not, fired GM. Yes, the former GM. Yeah, but that goes back to the Lynch. The Lynch numbers. I mean, his salary declines. Isn't that kind of rare? Like Lynch's number goes from like, isn't it nine to seven to five? Like, oh, was, really? Yeah, that I didn't know. It's like a declining contract. Most contracts are the opposite, where they have this massive sunny bonus and then they escalate, where it's like the end of it's like, oh, God, unless you're just crushing it, you're not going to get paid. Um, Well, I will say this about Marshawn Lynch. He is far from the norm uh, of what we're used to in the NFL, so apparently the contract just matches up with that. He's a wise man. Andre Johnson has asked for his release from the Houston Texans, so obviously DeAndre Hopkins comes the number one receiver there. Dave, he's going to be a big climber in uh, in draft boards compared to 2014 Agreed. to to 2015. How high does he go? You'd rather have him than Brandon Marshall this year, obviously. Uh, I think so. I think so. He was actually. Oh. I think he was number 14 last year. Yeah, he was. He was up there. I don't have it. I don't have the figures right in front of me. Well, um, I just know that from memory. All right. Well, anyway, DeAndre Hopkins, third round pick next year. I think it could. Yeah, in that range, maybe. It doesn't matter who's throwing to him. It really matters, but I, mean, I think he'll still get drafted. Third, but it's, that's what I'm saying. Third round, regardless of who the quarterback is. You, you know, if Mal, I don't, who is going to be the quarterback there? What is everyone? Well, I mean, Mallet's a free agent. I would imagine that that Houston would bring him back, given that they traded for him and he got two games under his belt before a tour of pectoral. So I really don't think he's been given a fair shake yet. I would imagine that that he would be the guy. And honestly, you know, even if it's if it's like a game manager type guy, I, I still think Hopkins puts up pretty good numbers next year. I agree. I agree. I mean, he's going to get a ton of targets. We have uh, Todd Range, Richard Moore coming up just uh, around the uh, other side of the – we're not taking a break. The other side of this minute, I guess. We'll be back, and uh, here's a bunch of commercials. We touched on the Jets' uh, pass receivers uh, earlier. Percy Harvin expected to be released uh, from the team. What do you think about this? Randall Harvin to the Packers? Yeah, Randall Cobb signs elsewhere, and then they replace him with Percy Harvin. You like that? He'd He'd be really cheaper. Or quite a bit cheaper, um, but he would probably stunt the growth of Adams, Janice, and Aberderis. To me, Harbin doesn't seem like a, the locker room type of guy that Ted Thompson would bring in. He doesn't bring in guys that are not harmonious, and it seems like Harbin's been problematic wherever he's gone. Yeah, that's because yeah, he had the chance to bring in Randy Moss, and he chose not to. It's, it's everyone it's like whenever Harbin leaves a team, they always talk crap about. Him. It's yeah, like, that's ah, true. Harvin, he was a dick. I guess maybe like athletically and size-wise, he reminds me of Cobb, but maybe, you know, that's just a part of it. So Harvin's good, but he's no Cole Beasley. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, the other thing I wanted to point out here uh, before we get to tonight's guest, uh, Rednecks pointed this out in the chat. Um, Philadelphia Eagles running back LaShawn McCoy reportedly going to be traded to the Buffalo Bills for Kiko Alonso. Uh, obviously Rex Ryan gets his ground and pound number one guy. The Eagles get a pretty good linebacker in Kiko Alonso. Chip Kelly uh, was his uh, collegiate coach. So he brings out another duck aboard. Retinex was, was saying that this had maybe not finalized because Shady McCoy doesn't want to play in Buffalo, but I don't know if he has another option. I mean, I think that this well, is, he doesn't have a writer first refusal. This isn't like, well, he could just not play. He's not a rod. Well, no, but what I'm saying is like, if he doesn't want to play, you can't put What's a he gun to retire. We could. I mean, if he doesn't want to play in Buffalo, Please. Well, I don't think he will, but it certainly is prerogative. 
White guy, please. <laughs> uh, Dan Heron, tendered as an exclusive rights-free agent by the Annapolis Colts uh, yesterday, Dave. So the Colts, obviously – Going to draft somebody, going to sign somebody, but if all else fails, they still have Boom Heron next year. Is there any fantasy value in in, in Heron, or do you only draft him if you draft who is ever ostensibly going to be the starting running back in Indy? I mean, he has a little bit of value. I mean, it sounds like he's going to at least be the backup, probably you know, to whomever they bring in. But you have to assume they're bringing somebody in. The other, uh, people yeah, we're going to in a second, but the the last thing I want to bring up, I know we hit, we, there's so much that happened today. Pierre Thomas got cut by the New Orleans Saints today, Dave. And now they have Kyrie Robinson, Edwin Baker, and Tim Hightower as the only running backs on the team. Traveris Cadet and Mark Ingram are both free agents. Are I mean, the Saints running back situation, are we in agreement that they're not done? They're not going to, to the 2015 season with Baker, Hightower, and Kyrie Robinson, right? There's going to be somebody at it. I would imagine they draft someone. They're in salary cap hell. Do you think Ingram leaves then? I mean, they're I not going to assume someone okay. signs Ingram. I think Ingram gets signed for a pretty good sized contract. I mean, he's in his prime. He could sign with. He could sign with Dallas. I mean, who knows? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Oh, Ingram behind that Dallas offensive line, man, that'd be good. I yeah. you could say that about any running back. I could say that about you. <laughs> I, I I would love to watch you run behind that Dallas offensive line. I have to drop. Well, I know you'd I have, have to gain some weight. You're not. You're too. First of all, you run too upright. I'll tell you that right now. I'm a little upright. You're you're very upright. Your pad level is not good. <laughs> now you can pick up a blitz. That I can tell you. You excellent pass blocker. I have no qualms about you know if if it's between you know JJ Watt is coming right at my franchise quarterback and you're the only guy in the way. I I, I know you're going to pick that blitz up. All right, before we bring the guests in for an NFL contract, give me the Ben Johnson Stanisall for like nine months, and I would I'd I'd rock it out. All right, I'd and like the, to see that and the HGH, and then then I you know. Take all those little those things that mask all the drugs, and I'm in. We'd love to see that. Uh, we'll get that going on Kickstarter. Rob, mark the tape. All right, let's bring in tonight's guest. They both had banner seasons in the 2014 FFPC Varsity League, but a bad week 16 cost them the title to high-stakes stalwart Chad Schroeder. No shame in losing to that guy, by the way. Uh, they are joining the show to tell us all about it. Plus, we'll pick their brains to see what they're thinking for 2015 drafts as well. Please welcome into the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, Mr. Todd Range and Rich, uh, Mr. Richard Moore. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. How's it going? going? Good to be we're, here. Uh, we're very excited to have you on the show tonight, the uh, the varsity runners-up uh, from, from this past season. Uh, Todd, I'm going to let you go first on, on uh, this first question. Tell the audience a little bit about what you do for a living when you're not playing fantasy football. Well, first of all, uh, not playing fantasy football means that it's just a dreadful time. I mean, I don't know what I do when I'm not playing fantasy football or <laughs> thinking about it. So, um, no, I'm a, I'm a commercial real estate agent here in Dallas, uh, mainly, uh, you know, for apartment community owners. But um, past that, I'm just a normal dude. I, I like music. I like uh, TV shows and pretty much all things sports. But as I mentioned, it's pretty depressing because I'm watching A&M Alabama tomorrow for – and him to get on the get off the bubble and that's that's my day for sports and it's horrible because there's no nfl so do you guys watch golf anyway <laughs> any golf I, I, i'm sorry do you watch any golf at all the majors but but i, I i'll defer to rich Moore for that he, he's a big <laughs> golf guy yeah rich, rich uh tell us what you do uh what you do for a living I do. So I work for a company out of San Francisco, and I live here in Charlottesville. I actually work with the uh, the guy named George Sabins, who's also a main event uh, guy. Um, yeah, yep. and just uh, I'm like I'm like Todd. You know, I'm I'm all football. I'm all golf as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I got to go to the Ryder Cup this year, and 
I do follow golf and following what Rory just threw his club in the lake today. Um, that should be interesting, but it's bad times, man. You know, I don't like college basketball either. So for me, I don't even get like the March madness bump. It's just misery until I guess like hard knock starts and I start getting a little bit excited, but uh, not being a college basketball fan hurts. So, but that does make an impact. I am actually playing in fantasy baseball this year for the first time. And, and, uh, well, we drafted a guy named Rendon (laughs) for Washington. I don't even know who that is. That's how I I love him. Second base and third base eligible this year. He's going to crush it. I love that pick as long as he didn't pick him super high. No, we took him eight overall, but I didn't even know who he was. Is the point? So that I'm, I'm <laughs> out of my I'm out of my element. I'm out of my element. In fantasy baseball, okay, all right then. I'll I'll just leave that one alone. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, we took him really high. How about that? All right. That's that's good enough. All right, Richard. Let me ask you a question. You and Todd built quite the team in a really tough league. These are all great players. How are you able to secure Peyton Manning, Le'Veon Bell, and Eddie Lacy? Uh, talk us uh, through a little bit what you remember of that draft. Yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, I think um, the first when I asked Todd this question, his first uh, response was luck. And I said, yeah, it wasn't, you know, I, first off, Eddie Lacy was going to be our number one pick. You know, I, I'm pretty big on, you know, passing the eyeball test. I got to watch somebody play, especially a running back. And then I have two other sort of criteria. I like, you know, it's got to be in a good offense and have a good quarterback. So for me, Eddie Lacy was, no matter what, if I could get him, I would take him pretty much number one over anybody last year. So we got lucky and we got him number one. And then Le'Veon Bell was, um, that was all Todd. The entire offseason, he kept telling me, you know, same thing. He, you know, had strong uh, 2013 at the end of the year. And then good offense, good quarterback. And he kept telling me over and over again, he lost 20 pounds. He lost 20 pounds. And for the life of me, honestly, I can't figure out why he was going so late. It just was a head scratcher. Um, so we just second round came around. We, we took Manning, which um, I was ecstatic about. And then um, I couldn't believe Le'Veon Bell was there. Um, I don't think anyone could believe it. And then, you know, Manning ended up being the downfall um, of us. And I know we're going to probably talk about that. And I heard the guy's name. He said his name was Chad. Oh, my God. I'm still, to this day, that final week, um, Man, props to him. That was incredible. I mean, yeah. Well, Todd, let's talk a little bit about that week 16 because I, I know you guys had a tough week that week, that that final week of the season. Was it just mm-hmm. – was it bad lineup decisions? Was it just, you know, everybody on the roster just happened to have a bad week all at once? What what happened uh, in week 16 this year in, in the varsity for you guys? Well, um, first of all, uh, all hail the king who won the league, because I don't think we made necessarily a bad decision in the last week. Um, anytime, I guess he he had Forte, Murray, and Odell, and that was 90 points to 80 points every week hitting us right between the eyes, and so we had to have a good week every week to have a chance, but um, the last week we lost T.Y. because he was hurt or did not play against the Cowboys, so, you know, you guys would have loved to have been on the phone with us on a week-to-week basis because we, every week, we would play Le'Veon and Eddie and Peyton and T.Y. and Marty. And then our next three positions came down to literally a smorgasbord. We had Joik, we had Brandon LaFell, we had Jarvis Landry, we had Martavius Bryant, Rivera, um, you know, we played Sanu in a pinch, and we had, oh, we had Deshaun Jackson, who... We made a rule to only play when Colt McCoy was starting. 
Um, <laughs> long, long story, long story short, we were going down the wire with this guy, Chad, and this guy. I mean, I've, I've now figured out that he's pretty high ranked in fantasy football. Did not know that up until that point, but. Um, but you know, every week we were trying to get the right play to go against him, but he was up on us in all play by 15 games. So truth be told, you know, I just thought every, you know, we, we had some bad moments where, you know, Peyton gives us a six point effort in week 15 after we're getting every, you know, we had 196 that week and then Peyton scores five or six. And that was probably the killer. But in general, I would just say that we got beat by a better team. Yeah, that sucks. Anyway, that's just one of those things, you know. I mean, <laughs> again, it's just you're you're talking about some of the best players in the FFPC going going, you know, against each other in the in that week 14 through 16, and it's like if your guys are not doing anything short of great, it's going to be tough. Well, go, going against Beckham is just a killer. Yeah, that's that yeah, that is Beckham, just. I mean, Beckham was a killer. Well, and you had the, I think that he had an 82 yard touchdown, and I looked to, on one TV, and I looked to my left, and there was. Jason Witten, why is he in the game in a 42 nothing game, but he scores a touchdown late? That was the within <laughs> five seconds. Rich and I watched our lives, our extra 12 grand go right down the tube. Let's, uh, not, let's not talk about the payout structure in, 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 this, in this format. <laughs> I believe if, if it's Alex, A-L-E-X, at myffpc.com. If you want to – All complaints compl- go right there. Right to, yeah. right to Alex. We handle the good ones. Yeah, compliments right. go to Eric at uh, myffpc.com. Yeah, and and then uh, if Dave, if you ever want to, you know what, you can throw a couple of complaints in there every now and then to him just to keep him honest. But yeah, nothing but good things to me. So guys, let's talk about the Shady McCoy trade in real life, not in your varsity league. Um, I'm going to ask this question to Richard. What kind of year, uh, Richard, do you think he has in Buffalo, assuming that this trade does happen? And who's the running back to own in Philadelphia then? Uh, you know, again, I think going back, I mean, I – I like Shady McCoy. You know, he de- he definitely I, I like watching him play. So he's kind of passing that test. But again, good offense, good quarterback. Oof. Um, I don't. You know, I I can see why he does want to go to Buffalo. I mean, I I think they just brought in uh, Fell so and Emmanuel. And, and, and I just you know bad offense, bad quarterback. Uh, and quite frankly, this is something that Todd and I, you know, I, I, Fred Jackson might be one of our favorite players. Um, I, you know, we, we sit around and, and, and laugh every time. I think the last three years where people would take CJ Spiller before Fred Jackson. So, um, I don't even know which, you know, if CJ Spiller's going to go, they're going to keep Fred Jackson 34, but I, you know, I just, I don't like it. Um, as far as who takes over in the Eagles, I mean, I know they still have Sproles and Brown, right? Um, I know Sproles isn't in every down back, but. Man, I, I have no idea. That's something to really um, keep an eye on and see what they do in the draft. Uh, but good offense, good quarterback. So I think whoever, you know, steps up is going to have value. But I think Sean McCoy, um, he falls uh, big time, in my opinion. How far How far would you see him, McCoy, falling? Does he fall completely out of the first round? Is he a second-round pick now? Or is he even lower than that in your eyes? If so, assuming is that has the trade went through? Does he have to accept? Like I didn't catch that. Well, I mean, for the for the purposes of this argument, we'll just say yeah. the trade went through and he's officially a, a Buffalo Bill. I think he goes middle of the second round. Um, I mean, I, I I do. I mean, I think some people might kind of take him on the, the twelve come around and take a risk, but again, it's it's Buffalo and 
I just their offense is is completely inept, and I don't think they've addressed. I mean, if they're reaching for Cassell, that's I just I don't like it at all. I mean, a lot of wise in the second round to take over him, guys. I mean, if he's going to yep. fall without a quarterback, without a quarterback, you're lost in in the NFL and especially in fantasy. I mean, you well, got to have a quarterback, and then so I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's 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 interesting that this is happening in Buffalo again because it, when you when you remember Spiller coming off that really really good year he had, he was being taken in in a lot of drafts, sometimes number one overall, but almost always a top five pick that following mm-hmm. year. And and he was obviously a bust. I mean, he was bad. He he did not play the way he did the year before. He had some ankle injuries and and, and what have you. But still, I was. And we talked to people. Hello. Yep. Hello. I'm here. <laughs> you, I'm here. It's me. I think they went off. Hmm. People and he had a brand new quarterback coming in. And that's not something that 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 I wanted to be a part of in the first round with my first round pick. And now here we look at LaShawn McCoy. Brand new offense, brand new head coach, brand new quarterback. You know, so I, I think that the same reasoning that you can apply for not taking Spiller in the first round that year, you can apply it again. To Shady McCoy this year. I completely agree. There you go. I love it. We uh we're talking to uh we're talking to uh just uh, one of the people because no, you, you uh, muted the I other didn't, one. I didn't I didn't I didn't even know I did that. Did you hit it with the I, who yeah. knows? Who knows what Rob, I did. talking with Todd Rob, get your, yeah, get your you guys, ta- you we're, we're talking with Todd okay. Range and Rich Moore. They they were the varsity runners up in the fantasy football players championship last year. Todd, one of the uh the main cogs that we already talked about on your roster uh last year was Le'Veon Bell. You're obviously a big fan of him uh, coming into the season. Now we're talking about possibly a two or maybe even a four game suspension for him this year because of the DUI and the uh, you know marijuana related uh, arrest. Where do you see him going in FFPC drafts if we find out beforehand that he is going to miss the first four games of the season? Four? It could well, be four. You know, it, it could be four, and I'll That's I'll use. I'll use a good 15 seconds to make an NFL political statement that I promised my friends I would do, which is I don't like Roger Goodell. I think he's bad for the league, and I wish he'd resign. Um, But then with that said, um, I would say that it's still got to be middle of the second because in the end, if I'm – I'll say this. If I'm in varsity and I'm playing total points, well, then no. I'm not going to take Levy on that early. But if I'm playing FFPC – and I'm confident enough in my abilities to pick up other players or an RB2 to get me by for a few weeks, even four games, I'll put it this way. He wouldn't last if I was at the come around at the end of the second. I'd take him. All right. There you go. And I I, I think that, I mean, again, you're talking about Le'Veon Bell, you know, without four games, you're, Without four games uh, of him playing, and then you just get a replacement level running back for those four weeks. I mean, like you said, if you're confident enough oh, in yeah. your drafting skills, it, that 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 could end up being um, a difference maker and really a league winner. Well, and if you figure out a way to go three and one during that stretch, and you are not, you know, you know, you're lucky to win a 130 to 115 game, catch a guy on an off week. At that point, you know, once once Blunt was gone from that offense. Bell went. That's when he went crazy. He went. He went from you know nickel and diamond twenty to twenty five to all of a sudden you know exploding thirty five a week. Once Blunt was not in the picture, um, I don't know if it was coincidence or what, but what his catches went to like nine a game or eight a game for a while there. Seemed like once he got that once he got that bad influence, Legarrette Blunt. 
<laughs> it wasn't feeding them all the booze and the weed anymore. Then levy on bet. It was it really blunt. It was blunt weed, man. Yeah, exactly. It's a public <laughs> you know, movement uh, for uh, against. I, uh, the, I don't even know if the government takes away four games for a joint. I mean, come on, <laughs> come on. I don't think they, they, they don't even care anymore about pot. Well, no, and not only that, but isn't there some sort of um, push by like some representative or congressperson about the the um, medicinal effects of marijuana as a positive? Um, some, uh, I mean, there's like there's, no, but there's I mean spe specifically for NFL players, helping them deal with pain oh, yeah, and injuries. And I thought there was something that was being proposed or something like that. So I'm sure that's getting popular. I'm going to stay out of the whole <laughs> drug discussion. Dave likes to get you know racist, sexist, you know, on the show. This racist, is more. Bulky, this is more. Black History Month was my idea. Yeah, I know it was great, and but those, those are the issues that you usually now, jump into. Now we just have honkies. Well, I, I just I'll I say, sit on the I'll fence. Say as a drug I'll say as a drug discussion. I'll just simply say that it's you know taking four games from a man over a joint. Come on, I said that's excessive, and that's why I don't like it, though. That's I mean, all. in truth, I mean, not, nothing for or against Obama, but he has admitted. Oh, for God's sake. No, we're not getting into the No, we're not getting into the political discussion. <laughs> Ask the next question, please. Seriously, I, I don't so want to. So, guys, go. what do you think of uh, Hillary Clinton's possibilities? Of, this is so uh, terrible. All right, all right, I'm sorry. People are tuning out of their iPods right now. Here's a real question. Richard, looking at this year's rookie crop, is there any – I don't know if you guys watched the Combine or not. But anyway, is there anyone that you think that uh, you were really excited about from a talent perspective that you might want to have in your squads in 2015, even in the redraft type formats? Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't had a chance to pay that much attention to it. I mean, I just I kind of saw some mock drafts and um, living out here, being a you know in Virginia, I've seen that Kevin White um, and then his, his sort of 40 times. So he's sort of the buzz. And it looks like he's projected to go to the Raiders. I think Todd and I differ a little bit. I, I like um, uh, Carr. I mean, I think he's going to be – he throws the ball a ton. Um, and I think if he went to, to Oakland, that might be interesting. Um, and it'd also be interesting watching where, where Gurley goes. Um, you know, God, he was a beast in college. And um, it'll be, you know, that whole thing about his ACL and see if he drops or where he goes. I'd love the uh, I'd love the Chargers to pick up somebody, so we'll see. You know, this is a little bit off topic about Derek Carr, and I've it's seen Derek Carr. Where is this coming from? David, it is Derek. Yeah, yeah, Derek Carr. A little bit off topic. Balky likes the vampire movies. And the what the vampire what vampire movies? So you like Twilight? Balky likes Twilight. I saw all of them once. And you know how you know those vampires are always wearing like eyeliner. They does weren't Derek, always wearing eyeliner. Does, my question to you is: Does Derek Carr does he wear eyeliner? <laughs> I think he does wear eyeliner. That's my my contention is Derek Carr is wearing eyeliner. If you look, he's got this like uh, little yeah, black ridge under his eyes. Guys, what do you think? He's a raider. I have. I mean, look, you can't put anything past raider. I mean, I it's not. It's, it's, not the, it's not the eye black stuff to get the sun out of you. It's the eyeliner. I'm certain he's got that. Ball. But I mean, if you look at David Carr when David Carr got drafted and Derek Carr was up on the stage with him, he had that eyeliner look to him back then. So I don't think he actually wears it. I think that's. It's just the, the family. The yeah, like they, a they black. Have, they're born with eyeliner. I'm, like I'm telling you, I, it's just. It's, been, or here's another question: Is he a vampire? That he's, might not, be he's not a vampire. It's just it's. I don't want to get into the whole her, like how heredity works, but some people are born with fascinating things. The, the cars are born with eyeliner. You were born with Snow White skin, and I was born with incredibly great looks. Which is why I'll always support Roger Goodell. Us redheads got to stick together, baby. 
Uh, let, let's uh, let's move on here. Todd, uh, I, I want to talk to you about Andre Johnson. Uh, obviously, he's going to okay. be playing with a different team next year other than the Houston Texans. Is there a, a specific spot, If I mean, for fantasy, like maybe if you owned him in Dynasty or, or you're just planning on drafting him, is there a spot that you think that his fantasy value could be good in, in 2015? And is it good enough to get him back to a top 15 level receiver again? He was He finished as the number 28 wide receiver last year. Yes. Um, you know, actually, you know, Rich and I talked about Andre Johnson, you know, when it came up the other day because he's a Chargers fan and he's he's wanting anybody to, you know, the Chargers spend any money on anybody and Johnson would be a great fit. In the end, I think Johnson had what, ninety five catches last year. His his he finished twenty eighth, I think he only had the one touchdown. So I think he's still got a lot left in the tank. And honestly, I'd love to see it if he went to a place like New England. Any place with a franchise quarterback, um, I'll, I'll throw one outside the box for you. What about New Orleans? Um, you know, Drew Brees could get a hold of a big guy like that um, to, you know, kind of take Colson's place. That might be a landing spot for him. But if I was a dynasty owner, I'm just crossing my fingers and hoping he ends up with a franchise quarterback. I guess that's the that's the theme of how Rich and I play fantasy football is we want to draft as many people that have a franchise quarterback around them because that's how you that's the only way to win in the NFL and fantasy pretty much goes that way which is why he'd be great in San Diego because they have the best quarterback <laughs> in the NFL <laughs> and we have room for him and if you put Philip Rivers on any guy put him the, uh, on the tech it, just give the guy some talent anybody around him give him Andre Johnson somebody that can actually get open I don't even, uh, it's a whole but you know what we did make a splash guys get ready Jacoby Jones is a charger. That's who we went out. I am so and Marshall, no Andre Johnson. Let's go get Jacoby Jones. So great. <laughs> a two-year, a two-year two deal to a thirty-one-year-old former Dancing with the Stars champion. <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's classic Chargers, though. I mean, that's the brilliant yeah. part. And you guys, I, I talk about Rich all the time. You know, you go through the two thousands, you got all those dynasty or mini dynasty AFC teams. The Chargers are right there. They're just the ones that don't have a ring. They're the only ones. Yeah, you know, yeah, you go through that whole time. Yeah, consistently they've been very competitive the whole time. Right. I feel bad. You know. Rivers. I was yeah. just he, Rivers. I feel bad for him. He's had a good career. I mean, he never swears. He's very passionate. Good guy. I don't know. He sounds yeah, like a good right. guy. I don't know him personally. <laughs> I did, yeah, he was on that 2008 team for us, though. What? Phil, that uh, oh, Philip yeah. Rivers. So yeah. I, obviously, he holds a special place in my heart. And Warner. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Not that you guys want to hear the story, but we want to national. So don't tell it. I'm going to tell it. Okay. <laughs> national. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> And, and Kurt, Kurt Warner was the guy that really anchored our team. And we drafted Rivers in the, like the 14th round. And it was week 16. And we had like a pretty good lead. It was like the 30 or 40 points. And we had Warner in our lineup all yeah. week. We had Warner in our lineup all week. He's technically the better matchup. But he was playing on the road in a snowball, I think, at the Patriots. And, yeah. uh, and Rivers was in Tampa. And it was, you know, 70 degrees and beautiful. So we started Rivers. And Warner got pulled in the mid-first quarter. Rivers threw for like three touchdowns. Warner, and I we believe, crushed it. We won by ninety points. It was yeah. so great. Warner, I believe, finished that game with he was like one for six for three yards and two picks. Right. It was something. It was, I mean, God off. It was dreadful. Yeah, and and then and we didn't even need it. We I mean, still because won, but yes, but it, and you know it was funny. But well, I'm not. Yeah, it's done. We're 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 moving on right. past that. All right, just like Facebook, <laughs> brand book, it's over. Right. Yeah. 
Richard, from a redraft, you know, this interview, it's really like it's really ten minutes of us and like ten minutes of you guys. So yeah, it's just sorry about that. Not a, not a good <laughs> Fine. From a redraft perspective, this is to Richard. Not looking at dynasty at all. When does your fantasy football season prep begin? Um, it, it sounded like it was once golf season and you know, mad, you know, March Madness ends. But um, what's the first thing you guys do to start that process? Uh, the whole prep for our redraft for uh, twenty fifteen. Yeah, you know, I I um, I love watch. I get the NFL net. I just like going back on on demand and, and sort of watching the games. Um, I think that's the best sort of. I get you know I'll get bored and I'll just start watching 2014 football games, and that's you know where I I think I see um, and start to get get my thought process on who I want to take, and and that's really where it's Eddie Lacy. I just kept watching him, thinking, my God, what is he going to do next year? Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's you know right when the draft starts. I think I get a little bit excited, and then uh, after the draft, it's just sort of watching uh, reruns on uh, NFL Network. I love watching old games that I just hadn't seen before. Usually, I watch the red zone like everybody else when you're doing fantasy. So it's, it's good to actually watch the whole game. You can kind of see some players um, that you might not have thought about. So. Hey, do you guys think that uh, like my buddies Balky and Leroy and Kurt should pitch in on when they come over to my house and watch Red Zone Channel all the time I bring, for free for 16 weeks out of the year? <laughs> I bring I bring Ham over once in a while. <laughs> I, th- I think that that's payment enough. I pay you in pork. <laughs> that's disgusting. Is, that's is, is Red Zone Channel worth it? I mean, I've never even tried it. It's, it's like the oh, well, that's, that's world fantastic. I've never even gone to. I have to have all the games at all the time. We barely watch that work. Well, the thing—I mean, the thing is, we 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 will have the red zone channel on literally in the entire time. But then sometimes, if like if we're looking at a specific player, then we'll just flip to that game and we'll just leave it on that. But the red zone, man, I'm telling you, just it bounces around so much. It it, it shows you everything. I'm I'm a huge fan. I'm a, I I love the Packers. I have no problem sitting and watching seriously seven hours of red zone football right in a row. All right, I have a really important I'm with comment. You. I'm All right, with here's you. the comment. Okay. Andrew Siciliano, who announces on the Red Zone channel for DirecTV. Yes. Yeah. He saw Harrison Ford crash. He took pictures of it and put it on. Twitter. Shut up! Yeah, really? The, the whole he crash. saw the crash. Yeah. Go on Twitter and go on Andrew Siciliano's Twitter feed, and, he, and he's like, "Some guy," just, and he goes, "Some guy just crashed on the Eighth Fairway where I'm playing golf." And All then, right. like a few hours later, he's like, "Oh, Harrison Ford." You know, he didn't know it was Harrison now, Ford. Now, now here, now here's the obvious next question. I feel like you know, Perez Hilton over here. Well, a little bit, but here's the obvious question. If Siciliano was present, I have to wonder if his ears were messing with the with the with the airplane in the air. That, like, right, it's, it's something like was bouncing off the ears, and then that actually caught Siciliano could be in trouble here. Yeah, he might have interfered with the radar. We do have a couple of uh, emails here. Todd Range, Richard Moore, the uh, 2014 FFPC varsity runners up. Uh, I'll uh, read you Omar's email. He's from Fork Union, Virginia. I play Dynasty, and I am struggling what to do with some of the guys on my roster who are free agents right now, namely Randall Cobb, Jeremy Macklin, and Mark Ingram. Would you guys sit tight on all three and see where they end up signing, or would you roll the dice and sell them at a little bit less right now so I won't have to worry about them landing in a bad fantasy situation? That's Omar in Fork Union, Virginia. It's it's kind of – I don't know if you guys play Dynasty, but this is something that – you know, I, I think a lot of people are wrestling with this time of the year where if they own guys like Cobb or Macklin and Ingram, uh, those guys could end up signing in not as good of a situation as they are now. So what would you what would your advice be if you own those guys? Are you shopping them around? Are you willing to take a little bit less or are you sitting tight with them? Rich, you want to go or you want me to go? Go ahead, man. 
Your dynasty. All right. Um, I mean, I well, it's dynasty, but I, I well, I have a buddy that's big in the dynasty, and he had the question of whether or not he should shop Demarco. And this was going on back in week four. Um, I would say that that's a tough call. I mean, because I don't play dynasty, but I would. My my inkling is that the Packers are going to get it done with Randall Cobb because why wouldn't you get it done with Randall Cobb? I mean, I know they've got, I guess, Devontae Adams um, out there, but I just don't. I think when you're that close to a Super Bowl, you get it done with him. So if I owned him or I owned Macklin, I'd lean toward waiting until I see what happens with those guys. Because if Randall Cobb, if you do get rid of him at a, at a little bit of a bargain or whatever you want to call it, and then he resigns with the Packers, well, then now you're looking and you're going, well, what did I get for him? Because I just gave away a top five wide or a top six wide, depending on what I got back. So, I mean, no, I would probably wait on those two guys in particular, but Mark Ingram I would also keep on to because I read today he might, you know, that's the Eagles' next step. Maybe they're going to go after him. Maybe they go through the draft. But, you know, if he goes to the Eagles, for example, well, that's 10 to 12 touchdowns potentially right in your back pocket without doing anything, it would seem to me. Um, you know, even though he's not catch a lot of passes. So I would probably just sit tight with those three names. Sit tight, Omar. That's the advice uh, tonight, and I honestly can't really disagree with it. Uh, I guess another I, I email guess I could have accomplished that in three, three words. Sit tight. <laughs> Dory Balky was the same thing uh, yeah. all the time. I, I'll take 10 minutes to answer a one-word answer. Um, <laughs> this is from Jim in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, hey, guys, with passing taking over in the NFL the last few years, are you guys more likely inclined to make sure you get a stud running back in the first round and add pass catchers later, or – are you going to get elite wideouts early and fill in your two running back slots later on? Thanks for the insight. That's Jim in Memphis, Tennessee. Well, if your uh, varsity team last year is any is any guide, Rich, I, I believe that you guys like getting those running backs early, right? Yeah, you know, I think that question is kind of, it just depends on where you're slotted to draft. And I think, you know, next year will be really uh, interesting because if you're sort of one through six, then yeah, I would I would definitely lock down my RB one. Uh, I think the running backs fell off of a cliff pretty much after you know the top name. So I think if we're sort of seven to twelve, then that's where it gets interesting because you're going to have um, you know the Calvin Johnsons and potentially like Odell. I mean you're going to have some really good wide receivers and then. I'm still not sure about where I'm thinking about the, you know, where Jimmy Graham goes now, because he was, you know, he's sort of the, the first round tight end pick. But I mean, just to, to to go back to answer the question, I think if if we're one through six, then we, uh, you know, there's so many good wide receivers. I'd like to get a, a pretty good RB one, but six through twelve, I think um, it's going to be hard passing on some of those uh, really top flight wides. It just, yeah, I just got the, you know, just I, I think a lot to do with the draft order, but. You guys could probably so, so, do a whole segment on uh, – go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You talk. You're the guest. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, you, you guys could probably do a whole segment on um, – I was telling Rich, you know, just looking over even the varsity league draft we were in, we were – we and, and then the guy that finished first were lucky to have the two running backs. But I think I was doing some math on the eighth rounds that looked through running backs. I think that there was probably – 35 out of 45 running backs drafted that were just all busts. And so, you know, there was, it seemed to me from rounds two through seven, the running back position, everybody was missing last year. Um, so 
so it just puts the onus on getting one. I mean, just having at least one, uh, because you can't, you can't win without at least one. Um, I guess is the answer what I would say. So if, yeah, if I'm in the top six, I take one, but Rich is right. I mean, at some point you've got to look Odell Beckham in the face and going, yeah, you're coming with me. Cause I can't, <laughs> I can't have Odell Beckham do that to me ever again. That, that, yeah, I'm scarred. I'm, I'm scarred for Odell Beckham. Like I, I watched the last three weeks, us just me literally popping champagne bottles to like, we're not, can somebody hold this guy? I, I, was, I went from under 40, no, to under 20 to under 30. And then I was like, just under 35 points. I'll do it. Like, Please, somebody sign that Rams game the last week. I, I, I was in tears. Like, I turned on the TV on the red zone, and every red zone highlight was him catching the touchdown. I just I give up, man. I, you know, yeah. Um, Odell Beckham, yeah. I have nightmares off the guy. I do. I, and you know what? You're not the only ones. There, there's, I mean, honestly, if you didn't have Beckham this past year, you probably are still having nightmares about him. It, it just, it's sunk. <laughs> You know, I, I was right. I was reading these, or I was writing up these FFPC recaps for you know who all won the big leagues and and the main event and and big payback and varsity and the football guys players and like seriously every champion and I mean literally every champion had Odell Beckham on their roster. It was just it was an insane. I, I don't know if you extrapolate that across all all the the high stakes leagues that the FFPC had last year about how many you know week sixteen champions. Uh, one without Beckham, but it, it had to be in the single-digit percentages. It just had to be. Well, and how about the guys that actually drafted him? Like, even in the varsity league, he wasn't drafted. <laughs> I mean, you so you're looking at a guy that was 11th pick of the draft, and all of us fantasy guys that think we're experts, we just ignored it. For 20 <laughs> rounds of a draft, after he was taken 11th in the draft, it just makes no sense that you don't at least just hang a 19th rounder on him, but I can think of one draft that he got drafted in off the top of my head, and I play like 15 to 20 FFPC or the football guys deals. So, I mean, it's just, you know, nobody was taking him, and he just, you know, anybody that got lucky to take him, you know, took off. All right, guys, so we're going to switch focus. Now, this is our last question of the night here. Switching focus to 2015, and you each get to answer this. And you can name Beckham if you want, but it would be kind of a cop-out. Um, <laughs> give me one player that you want to absolutely get on your team. I guess it's not a cop-out. If you really want to get Beckham, you can name him. And one player you absolutely will stay away from in drafts, and we'll start with Richard on this one. Yeah, so, I mean, I'll, it's sort of along the same, because I am scarred with Odell Beckham. I don't, I, won't, I don't have to have him. I want Eli Manning. Um, so, given Victor Cruz, uh, Donald, is he in a plane crash? I think I just – they're tied in in that – read that he's got in a plane crash. Oh, yeah, Larry Duval. Uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, the so, plane so skidded off the runway. He's okay, though. <laughs> okay, so they're tight end. You know, they get Victor Cruz and Odell Beckham. Uh, man, if there's ever a year to get value, and we like, you know, Peyton Manning was, I think, the only quarterback we've ever taken that uh, early. Uh, I, I got, I mean, Eli Manning, I think he's going to have a, I can't believe I'm saying this, I think he's going to have a huge year. Um so that would be the one I'm, I'm really going to look at next year. Um, and then somebody who I'd take again is um, probably Monty Ball. I, he bur- like, he's, I went against my own rule because I never really watched him play. And then when I actually I trapped him, I said good offense, good quarterback. I just never eyeballed him. And when I watched him play, he's just terrible. Um, and, yeah, I took him in the first. I took Monty Ball over Le'Veon Bell. I can say that. Oh. I'm ashamed. And I took Monty Ball over DeMarco Murray. I mean, I, the list goes on. And so I'll never take him again. I hate him. 
Um, it's, I, you, you and you and ninety percent of the the rest of Fantasy Nation, I, I would say, I would agree with you. Uh, Todd, what about you? Well, Rich kind of stole my thunder with Eli because we've been we've been talking about him ever since the off season because we felt like, well, between he and Rivers, they, those guys can keep getting drafted in the fifteenth or sixteenth and provide value. Um, but I would I would probably say Jeremy Hill would be a guy that I'm I'm looking forward to see where where he goes next year. I'm hoping he's end of first, early second. I do like him. And then the you know in terms of the guys we don't like, which is which we were not going to take again. That's a lot easier question. Uh, Michael Floyd will never be on a fantasy roster mine again. Um, and and I'm sorry, and Todd. I'm sorry, here. I apologize. And, and, and no, 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 no. And 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 and, and that, that was that was Rich's guy. And then my guy, Cordell Patterson. He's dead. So, 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 so those those two guys are the guys that will not be on any of my rosters next year. Well, we uh, we look forward to seeing you guys not take Michael Floyd. That'll uh, that'll be fun. And uh, I, I listen. I just want to thank you guys for coming on. This is a, a fantastic time, Dave, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, we want to wish you a best of luck next year uh, in all of your leagues, and uh, hopefully. Uh, you know, you don't have this Odell Beckham week 16 nightmare again uh, next year. It can't happen two years in a row. I, I hope not, at least. So <laughs> thanks a lot, guys, for coming. Right. I really yeah. appreciate thanks it. Good luck, uh, good luck in 2015. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Right, thanks, guys. Todd, Todd Range, Richard Moore uh, of the varsity runner-ups this past – runners-up this past year. A uh, lot of fun with those guys. Yeah, they were uh, awesome. Very charismatic individuals. Passionate. And you know what? I'd be passionate if I, if I just was – losing all that money week 16 they watching Beckham. well you know what i mean you know you never want to count it before it's one but very frustrating all right dude let's get on to uh tight ends and review here um i have the list printed up uh, for how the tight ends finished this past year now what stinks is i use the carrington um uh stats so it, this is not reflective of ffpc point and a half score i apologize in advance for that when we say such and such finished as this tight end, such and such finished here, they didn't, or they may not have an FFPC. So we're just using standard PPR for this. My apologies. Let's talk about Martellus Bennett. What the hell? I know it's bad. Martellus Bennett finished as a number four tight end last year, Dave. Just get, we're getting some good conversation about Martellus Bennett in the chat room yeah. without Brandon Marshall. Other things we're talking about. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not even like paying attention we're to it. We're talking about because... experts in the fields of various things. I got it. Lance is an expert. In everything. Lots of things. One thing in particular. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Anyway. So Brandon Marshall and Martellus Bennett, I think, ran a lot of similar routes last year. And you won't have Marshall doing that this year. I don't know if they're going to have Marquez Wilson as the number two or if they're going to bring in somebody else. Martellus Bennett is is the guy this year that, that could be pretty good. Um, and Lance was talking about trading him in the chat room, right? And and again, I and I and he brought up Eric Ebron, Tyler Eifert, and uh, I can't remember the other one. It was another young tight end. It was um, uh, Rudolph. Oh, Kyle Rudolph. Which and I said, if if you're trying to get younger and you want to sell Martellus Bennett, I mean, now is the time to sell him. Uh, to, How old is he? Do you know? I I, I don't know offhand. Okay, um, I'll find out. But I know the Bears were his third team, so he can't exactly be that young. Let me go off the Siciliano Twitter feed. So anyway, um. You know, I, I think that Bennett again this year should, I mean, he should be another top, have a top five season, I would think, uh, you know, unless Jay Cutler completely implodes. 27, dude. That's not old at all. It's not old. I don't, I I don't think I'm selling Bennett. Right, um, do you think he finishes top five tight ends? I think he definitely, definitely has a chance. I'm just kidding. Yeah, don't I'm say stuff like that. Yes, absolutely. 100% absolutely he finishes top five. Definitely not one or two. Though. Three, Hold on. four, or five. Hold, okay. Okay. 
five on it. Okay. All right. That's <laughs> what I was trying to get at. So you're saying Martellus Bennett finishes third, fourth, or fifth uh, overall in tight ends FFPC scoring in 2015. So what? Okay. Let me. Before no, no. That's just, what you said. <laughs> you know what? That's fine. Yes. I'm, I'm all right. All right. I got so, five on that. You can sucker me into that one. All right. So I, I have literally everything but three, four, or five. I got five on it. And you have. I got five on it. I hope uh, it doesn't get hurt. All right. I'm Bennett. Three, four, or five. I know you always want me to say it. Yeah, no, that's well. It's not, that's, like, it's not like um, you know any accounting firms are checking on this. Like we need to do it like the Oscars. Uh, okay, let's move on and talk about Kobe Fleener, Dave. Kobe Fleener finishes the number seven tight end last year. Really, really good season for Fleener. Obviously, took advantage of Dwayne Allen being hurt. I don't see a way that he keeps that up in 2015, though. I mean, know, no I, Reggie Wayne, I guess. I mean that that plays into it. Yeah, you know, I I don't. You know, Fleener had some moments, but I just don't I don't see him being all that great necessarily. Uh, when Dwayne Allen's healthy, he produces a little, a little bit less. I just I'm not I own Fleener in a couple of leagues too, by the way. So I feel you know, I'm being completely honest. I don't really love Fleener. But, but I mean, weren't we talking? I mean, I guess Fleener between Fleener and Allen, Fleener's the one to own, right? Still, you'd rather have Fleener than he's, Allen. He's he is more athletic, he's taller. Um, Allen's always been a high motor type guy, and um I don't know, a better blocker. So, I mean, that's kind of a negative in, in fantasy for fantasy purposes. Fleener kind of sucks at blocking for the and catching, unfortunately. For the uh, 15th year in a row, we're going to talk about 49 year old Heath Miller, who finished 11th overall. And again, you're going to be able to get a great deal on him. <laughs> Roethlisberger is going to pipe in the ball. Uh, I would, uh, you know, you won't, you wouldn't want to do this in an FFPC uh, contest, but. You could honestly, in a standard PPR, just wait and pound running backs and receivers and go with Heath Miller as your number one tight end. I a little bit disagree that you you could go with Heath Miller in FFPC if you really had to. I mean, you oh, take boy. No, you take Heath Miller and then you take a couple flyer guys. Yeah, you'd have, I mean, you would have to do that for sure. Like I would, I mean, not that Tyler Eifert's a flyer, but you take Heath Miller, you take Eifert and some other dude. I don't know who. Like, uh, okay, how about um, uh, the newly signed uh, Niles Paul? Is that a flyer? Yeah, that's a flyer. Okay. You know, Charles Clay, if Charles Clay, if he goes somewhere else or if he stays with Miami, I mean, he, you know, these guys. Jay Samaro, would that be a flyer? Yes, that's a flyer. That's a yeah. good flyer. All I right. mean, he kind of sucked. I don't even think he's all that great. He looks kind of cocky, so not a big fan. Okay. How about how about another flyer here, Dave? What what about Robert Hausler? Would that be a flyer? <laughs> no, that's. Okay, he's that, not. That's death. Yeah, that's the line, the Hausler the line. Hey, Balky, before the show ends. Yeah. Let me respond to that trade offer. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. What are you doing? Accepting or rejecting? Are you trading Shady? I'm, I'm accepting. Oh, you're trading McCoy and you just I'm got... It. I'm doing it. So you just traded LaShawn McCoy and you got the 109 this year, which means you are back drafting in front of me. Thank you very much. <laughs> and you get a uh, first round pick next year and Colin Kaepernick, the off oft uh, marketed Colin Kaepernick in that that's, league. That's for sure. Um, I don't think... You know, we didn't really get a chance to talk. Well, okay, final tight end. We'll talk about Zach Ertz. Better year in 2015 than 2014 or worse year? He finished as the number 13 tight end. Uh, better third year. I think he's going to continue to ascend. All right. Well, I like that quite a bit, man. I also like this show. It was a fantastic one. Uh, we want to thank, uh, of course, um, I want to thank uh, <laughs> Guinness, Papa John's, FedEx, <laughs> The FFPC. It's a, it's a new month. Our producer, mutual friend, Rob. Our audio engineer, Bryce. And most importantly, all of our listeners. Our season finale is next week. It's going to be a good one. We have um, I Got Five on it is, is settled for 2014. We're going to talk about that. We're going to take a look at our early first round mocks that we did last year. 
Football Guys Players Championship rookie and three-time league champ Josh Radzik, friend of the show, stops by. He's going to be our guest next week, and uh, it's going to be a good one. Season finale. Stay tuned for that. Always a good show. Ladies and gentlemen, New thank music. you for listening. Your weekend officially starts now. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that is broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week.